The thrill and excitement of March Mania is here, and DraftKings Sportsbook, one of America's top-rated sportsbook apps, is giving new customers a shot to turn 5 bucks into $150 instantly in bonus bets with any college basketball bet. You can find all the lines and available odds, of course, at the DraftKings Sportsbook app. North Carolina listeners, don't forget, DraftKings Sportsbook is now live in your state. Download the DraftKings Sportsbook app and use code SBNFL. New customers can bet 5 bucks to get $150 instantly in bonus bonus bets only at DraftKings Sportsbook with code SBNFL. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER or in West Virginia, visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call 8778-HOPE-NY or text HOPE-NY. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call 888-789-7777 or visit ccpg.org. Please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario. Bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance. See dkng.com slash bball for eligibility, deposit restrictions, terms, and responsible gaming resources. What's going on, everybody? Our Joe Show here from SD Nation. Com. Don't know why that flew off the handle there for a moment. We are here for our official Dallas Cowboys post game show. The Dallas Cowboys dominated the Carolina Panthers on Sunday, October 3rd. Yes, October 3rd, Sam. I know you were asking, not Sam Donald. You know what I mean? 36 to 28, the final score. The Dallas Cowboys now three and one on the season. Three wins in a row for America's team, which means one thing tomorrow is Victory Polo Monday, and we have a lot of celebrating and things to talk about here on our postgame show. We say this all the time here at Blogging the Boys. This is your postgame show. I am but a vehicle for your direction. Whatever you want to talk about, whatever direction you want to go, and we are going to do that. We will talk about winners and losers. We will talk about the controversial moments. We will talk about things that, you know, really everyone wants to talk about. And because the Dallas Cowboys have won three games in a row because today's game featured so much positive action. I have a decree that I have made. There are only winners today here on the Blog of the Boys post game show. No losers, no honorable mentions. We have not 10, 11 winners from this Dallas Cowboys victory to get to. So buckle up and get ready because that is what we are going to do. We are streaming live on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Please make sure you subscribe there. You can always rewatch this. You can also always listen to this show after the fact on the Blog of the Boys podcast network. Subscribe, leave a rating, write a review. Those things make us so happy. You can also watch this show live on the Blog and the Boys Facebook page. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Follow us on Instagram. We now have halftime shows on our Instagram page. We are moving and grooving, people, because the Dallas Cowboys are one of the best teams in the National Football League. Let's go ahead and dive in. Miguel says, glad to be here. Finally, Miguel, welcome aboard. We missed you. David says, how about them Cowboys. Agreed. 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 Shane says Zeke winner getting right to the point. Let's go ahead. Uh, Tim Logan says, let's go. Manuel says Diggs is a beast. Where else can we start? All right. It is time to get into our winners here on our postgame show. The top winner, the NFL's interception leader, Trey Von Diggs, had not just one, but two picks off of Sam Darnold, who had all of the rushing going on, the rushing touchdowns. Yeah, I know. All right. Sam Darnold's got some moves, whatever. Yeah, I feel like all Carolina Panthers quarterbacks are just able to gas you on the ground, but Trayvon Diggs picked off Sam Darnold two times in this game. Didn't take one to the house like he did on Monday Night Football against the Philadelphia Eagles. But Trayvon Diggs looked incredible. Trayvon Diggs has three interceptions in the building so far this season. In the last week, in the calendar week that we have just finished up, Trayvon Diggs has three interceptions for the Dallas Cowboys. Let's show you the interceptions that Trayvon Diggs had this particular afternoon against the Carolina Panthers. Number one. 
Darnold pressured, steps in, throws, intercepted! Diggs has another one! Trayvon Diggs looking for blocking inside the 40. His fourth of the year, he's had one in every game. The thing about this interception is it gave Trayvon one in every single game this season. All right, Trayvon Diggs, this is not a uh, ridiculous stretch. This is not a, a slay little fact. This is true, total, objective, hard, cold data and information. Trayvon Diggs has had at least one interception in every single game this season that the Dallas Cowboys have played. I say at least because sometimes Trayvon's just in the mood to have two, which is the kind of mood he was in on Sunday afternoon. Third and three, blitz coming. Darn oh. It's a feeding frenzy here in Big D. See how flat-footed he is, and the second he feels DJ Moore put the brakes on, he's just driving. He understands the down, he understands the distance, field position. You can't discount when a team starts feeling like they're getting to the quarterback and the ball has to come out early. The rush and the secondary go hand in hand. If I'm a defensive back, I'm Diggs. He doesn't have all day to hold. You love to see it. Y'all, lots of you. Carol says Diggs is a monster. Uh, Andre says Diggs has top-tier ball skills. James says Diggs went beast mode. I have a question to ask you uh, because, I mean, let's... I think I know the answer, but we're going to try something new here on today's postgame show. We're going, to start, we're going to go with some true or false questions. Again, I think I know the answer here, but true or false, Trayvon Diggs is a top three NFL cornerback. I have a feeling that you're all going to say false. He's number one, not a top three. Trayvon literally playing like the best cornerback in the National Football League. A very, very, very big reason that the Dallas Cowboys are, in fact, 3-1. and one. By the way, we will keep you updated on all of the scores happening across the NFC East as we are live here on our postgame show. Uh, now official, the Washington football team did, did just successfully defeat the Atlanta Falcons. They are 2-2 two and two on the season. All of the NFC East results are in. The New York Giants getting their first win of the season on the road against the New Orleans Saints, the Saints' first game in the Superdome. A lot of people thought that that was not going to happen. And, of course, like the losers they are, the Philadelphia Eagles lost to the Kansas City Chiefs. But all of you saying true, again, not a shocker that, uh, you know, Trayvon Diggs uh, has uh, the uh, <laughs> the attention of, uh, of Dallas Cowboys fans everywhere. Because, again, he's playing incredibly. In fact, while we before we leave the NFC East uh, subject, here we are, just so you can take a look at where things stand. The Dallas Cowboys remain atop the NFC East, the NFL's most historic division, 3-1 and one on the season. Washington now 2-2, two and two, thanks to their two victories over the New York Giants, who the Dallas Cowboys will host a week from today, and the Atlanta Falcons on on Sunday afternoon, the Philadelphia Eagles, the only team in the NFC East not to win on Sunday as the New York Giants beat uh, the New Orleans Saints, as mentioned. The Eagles will get this Carolina Panthers team next week, a Panthers team that I think impressed all of us. Meanwhile, the Washington football team will play the Saints, which hopefully Washington's able to, or New Orleans, excuse me, is able to wake up. Uh, but yeah, all right, so let's get back here. Let's uh, let's get back. Uh, Darius says no one else has four interceptions. Uh, Diggs, Trayvon actually has five interceptions. Let's not sell Trayvon short. Trayvon Diggs, again, playing like one of the very best teams in the national football team. All right, we have our first super chat of the day. Shout out to Brian Rail. Brian, thank you so much. You are the man. Everybody give Brian a round of applause. Dallas Cowboys, let's 
family show, Brian. I'm going to leave the other letter out here. Go. Yes, this is truly one of the best teams in the NFL. And I think that that is something that a lot of Cowboys haters and losers might say, you know what, RJ, you know what, you know, Brian, you know what, whoever, you're just drinking the Kool-Aid. You just, you know, you're just getting way too optimistic. No, this is the version of the Cowboys that we have expected to see for a long time. This is an elite offense paired with a very good defense that at times has elite potential, a special teams group that today kind of stayed out of the team's way and a head coach that I think made some really sound decisions. I know this is going to surprise and shock and maybe even upset a lot of you, but we'll get through it together. I think this was one of the best games that Mike McCarthy has coached as the head coach of the Dallas Cowboys. We'll get to that. And you know what, while we're at it, let's just go ahead and do it right. Why, why waste time? Let's just dive in. One of the winners, we have 11 winners today. No losers, no honorable mentions. Mike McCarthy. All right, now I want to know what you think about this. The decision for the Cowboys to go for two, but more importantly, the decision to decline the penalty near the end of the first half because this had a lot of people playing hindsight during our halftime show on our Instagram feed because lots of people thought, man, you know what? Why is Mike McCarthy not kicking the extra point here? Because the Dallas Cowboys had an opportunity to get a two-point conversion very, very, very easily. In case you didn't see, maybe you were busy. Near the end of the first half, the Cowboys scored a touchdown, which they did a lot in this game. There's a penalty on Carolina. The ball gets moved up. So you're basically on the goal line. Mike McCarthy decides to roll the dice. He ultimately doesn't get it. I think Dalton Schultz was in. Uh, I know a lot of you ultimately agree. Let's see here. Burmy Stars is going for two with Smart. Burmy, I agree. Uh, Let's see here. Um, Where is uh, Scott? Says two was good. Penalty declined bad. Um, Lots of you agree. Obviously, the going for two was the right play. And so I don't think we have to spend as much time on this particular subject. However, the decision that Mike McCarthy made on the ensuing drive for the Carolina Panthers, where it was second and two, 12, second and 15, second and uh, second and 12, sorry, second and 12, ultimately. And there was a penalty on the Carolina Panthers, which led to what would have been second and 27 because the Cowboys stopped them. But Mike McCarthy elected to decline the penalty, which made it third and 12 for the Carolina Panthers on offense. So your two options here, ultimately, forget the math and the sequence of it all, but are third and 12 or second and 27 on Carolina's side of the field. And lots of people, again, playing hindsight here saying, man, you know what? You always, you know, accept the penalty, make it second and 27. No, you you take this here. It's third and 12. I mean, it's third. If you cannot, if you're Mike McCarthy and you cannot trust your NFL defense to get one stop on third and 12, then you have bigger problems than that. And that's why I like the, I don't even think it's fair. A lot of people I saw on Twitter calling it aggressiveness. I don't, I don't think Alan just right now says Mike is showing aggressiveness. I think this is just sound decision-making again, you know, of the two things you have to, you have to believe that your defense is going to get a stop on third and twelve. Obviously, we know that that was not the case. And what's more is the Panthers would also go on to convert a third and 11 on that very same offensive drive. But I mean, to me, this is the, you know, this is the the easiest decision to be made is to is to decline that penalty and keep it as third down because all you need is one stop. One stop is less than two stops. And so I understand second and 27 is more yardage and a lot of people want to look at it that way. By the way, the Arizona Cardinals just took a lead against the Los Angeles Rams. Uh, AJ Green still scoring touchdowns, so apparently time is standing still. The Tennessee Titans and New York Jets are in overtime if you care about that. But 
I liked this decision-making from Mike McCarthy. Uh, let's see here. Miguel says, I want aggressiveness, but I want it the whole game. And this was the problem that I had, and I know a lot of people had with Mike McCarthy last week at the end of the first half against the Philadelphia Eagles. The disposition to be conservative, to just be satisfied with the 20-7 lead, that's not what we want to see from our head coach. I loved Mike McCarthy trusting in their defense believing that their team was going to get a stop on third and 12. And so, you know, hey, uh, Gerald says, good call. I trust the Dallas defense. I mean, we were proven to be wrong, but, you know, it is what it is. Now, S says, let's not be pessimistic in a win. Let's go, boys. I'm not being pet. This is optimism. I think that was a great decision from Mike McCarthy. Now, Reggie says, Mike cannot be a winner. He took his foot off the gas in the second half. I still, I didn't kind of, I didn't see it as taking their foot off the gas. I know everybody is concerned because the score narrowed and it ultimately wound up looking 36 to 28 on the box score. Everybody made a big deal, especially the Fox broadcast, uh, how something had to be wrong with Trayvon Diggs. Kevin Burkhardt and Craig Olson kept telling us, but Cowboys saying it was player management, according to Pam Oliver on the sidelines. I understood what they were doing. They had a huge lead. I mean, again, it it does not look to their point that Carolina wound up narrowing the margin, but they Mike McCarthy was right. I mean, Mike McCarthy believed they the Panthers were down by 15 points. Do you know the probability of winning in that sequence? You have to score twice and you have to get a two-point conversion and you have to hope that the Cowboys offense isn't able to do anything once they get the ball. And so, yeah, the Panthers get a touchdown, but then the Cowboys offense takes care of things. I think that Mike McCarthy, this was not a game where I had issues with him personally. Casey Cooper, thank you for the super chat. You are the best. Uh, but, you know, and Matt Davis as 20 points in the third is not taking the gas off. Again, I, I think the Cowboys got to a point where they the win was secured. That's To me, that's not taking your foot off the gas. That's actually prioritizing winning in the future. We have seen this team almost a year ago lose an important player, lose a number of important players. And so Mike McCarthy obviously understands how important Trayvon Diggs is to the success of this defense, the success of this team. He played it smart. He played it right. He was proven to be right. And so I have Mike McCarthy as a winner in this particular game. Uh, but let's see here. Let's move on. Other winners because Mike McCarthy is a divisive subject for a lot of people. We've already discussed Trayvon Diggs and McCarthy, two of the 11 winners that we will announce today. Who are your winners? Let us know in the comments, whether you're watching on YouTube or Facebook. Obviously, if you're listening to this or watching it after the fact, you can't play along, but you can certainly still scream wherever you are. Another winner, Randy Gregory. I mean, man alive. Man alive. Randy Gregory is something special. I mean, something really, really, really special for the Dallas Cowboys. I don't know how to properly contextualize uh, what the Cowboys are getting from Randy Gregory. If you have watched us here at Blog on the Boys or listened to me for a while, you know that this offseason I was a little bit skeptical of Randy Gregory. And it had nothing to do with Randy's own individual talent, but it just had to do with the fact that we haven't seen him play a, an entire season in forever. And so to me, he felt like this mystery. We didn't know what we were going to get. And so banking on that felt, you know, a little bit, little bit risky uh, to, to, to be kind. And, you know, the Cowboys kind of banked on it. And he is proving them right. And look, it is incredible that the Cowboys have stood by Randy Gregory uh, off the field for this entire time. They drafted him six years ago, and I think we all give them a round of applause. They deserved one for that. But they have also believed in Randy Gregory, the football player, and they are proven to be correct in that capacity, which is really, really 
Really, really awesome. D-Day, too, says Randy finally – or Gregory, excuse me, finally doing what we thought he'd do when drafted. Again, that was six years ago. I mean, think about how different the NFL is, you know, from what it was six years ago. And yet Randy Gregory has remained a constant force uh, when allowed to play, obviously. And Randy Gregory just looks amazing. Pete, thank you for the super chat. Says Dallas is hungry. We have the pissed off emoji, the like smoke coming out of the nostrils, and the cowboy emoji, contenders with the fire emoji. Along these lines, the only teams, you might disagree with this, the only teams in the NFC that I am worried about as a Dallas Cowboys fan are the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, who obviously beat this team. And I don't know if everybody's heard this or not, but they play the Patriots tonight, and it's like the most talked about thing in the world. They're going to smoke the Patriots. I don't understand why this is a thing, but whatever. Um, the Los Angeles Rams obviously look very, very scary. And I think that you have to we, – we need to see more from the Green Bay Packers to fully understand who they are. But, I mean, I like the Cowboys' odds. I, I don't think there's a team – in the NFC, really in the NFL, that would just dominate the Cowboys. I don't think I think you would be hard pressed to find a team that the Cowboys play this season or that is in the NFL and where you would feel like the Cowboys have no shot against them. I don't think that there's a team like that right now. I think the Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL. They're one of certainly one of the most well-rounded teams in the NFL. They have arguably the best quarterback play in the NFL going on right now with Dak Prescott. They have a level of aggression from a disposition standpoint, as we talked about with Mike McCarthy. So there's a lot to really like about this team. And people are starting to come around. I think we're going to see a lot of people kind of try to, you know, hindsight and say, well, the Panthers were this paper tiger. Like we said, to be fair, this isn't like a marquee win, but a lot of people thought the Panthers were going to beat the Cowboys. And to be fair, the Panthers made it tough defensively, but the Cowboys made it tough themselves, obviously, with Randy Gregory, uh, you know, what they were doing on defense. Casey, thank you for the super chat. Thank you very much. I want to get back to Randy Gregory just because he really, I mean, really has, um, I mean, just really, 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 impressed i i mean just look at randy look 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 at randy gregory this is randy gregory just straight up winning a one-on-one -on -one matchup just relentless he starts up the field cameron irving kind of sets too deep he comes underneath they teach the defensive ends kevin when they get to the quarterback's depth it's time to stop we got to come back underneath the the blocker to get in Seriously, I mean, what the Cowboys are getting from him right now is remarkable. Uh, what they're getting from their whole defensive line as a whole, I thought about making, you know, the winner just the defensive line and being lazy, but you guys deserved better than that. So I didn't want to go that route. Spoiler alert in terms of uh, future winners that we have here on the show. Adam, by the way, says, can't wait until Demarcus Lawrence gets back. Think about this, by the way. Since losing Michael Gallup, Lyle Collins, Demarcus Lawrence, Ty Secchi, Donovan Wilson, the Dallas Cowboys are undefeated, which really speaks to their coaching, their talent. I mean, lots of good vibes happening in and around the Dallas Cowboys right now. Brian, thank you for the super chat. Once again, uh, typing comments just isn't enough after a win like this. I want to yell and scream and cheer live and make myself look like a foolish fanboy on camera. Here's the thing, man. I mean, and and look, now we're getting into a little bit of a tangent. But, and excuse me for getting, maybe you call this emotional. This feels good, all right? This feels good. And I, I think and I hope, but I definitely think I speak for a lot of you in saying, I mean, we went through some stuff last year. Uh, and by the way, it looks like uh, the New York Jets have taken the lead in overtime against the Tennessee Titans. But we went through some stuff. We saw some things last year, all right? We were Andy Dufresne in the tunnel, if you know what I'm talking about last year. All right, we went through it. It's difficult. Uh, you know, friend of the show, David Hellman on The Star at Night that he and Kelsey Charles, Kelsey does a podcast for us here at Blogging the Boys. Dave said it well on this week's episode of The Star at Night. You know, last year we were sitting here and we were, 
I wouldn't say we were lying to ourselves, but we were trying to say, like, you know, this win over the Bengals feels good. You know, this this win over, over Nick Mullins' 49ers, this feels good. And sure, those things felt good in a vacuum, uh, but they didn't feel good, you know, in the long-term run. We knew even after those wins against the Bengals and the Niners and even after the Cowboys destroyed the Eagles in December, the Cowboys destroyed the Eagles all the time, obviously, we knew, man, there's a long road ahead, right? We knew we don't know what's going to happen with Dak's contract. We don't know what's going to happen with Dak's, you know, progression from a health standpoint we don't know what's going to happen with the draft you know we are the Cowboys going to have a top 10 pick where they're going to spend it on what's going to happen are they going to trade up they're going to trade down you know what we had so many questions I mean it has been a very we talked about this last week it has been a very long time since we have felt like this I mean so to your point Brian scream yell you know I don't think you're looking like a fool at all I think you're looking like a passionate Dallas Cowboys fan and we deserve this we have been through an enormous amount of grief and we are finally on the outside getting to experience all of the joy. The good news is that it does seem like these good times are here to stay. I know the New York Giants won today, whatever. They beat the Saints, fine. The Saints are also a bit of frauds, as evidenced by the fact that they lost to this Panthers team. But the Cowboys are probably going to beat the Giants next week. The Cowboys are probably going to be 4-1 and one in a week. And then in two weeks before they're by, I mean, we've been saying this. We've been saying this for a long time, not to pat ourselves here on, you know, on our back here at Blogging the Voice, but... This schedule has been very advantageous to the Cowboys because of the opposing quarterbacks that they have are, are going to play, obviously, as the season plays itself out. The only quarterback the Cowboys have lost to this season is the greatest quarterback, the greatest player that this game has ever seen in Tom Brady. We knew that it looked kind to them on paper. And so I think that's also worth saying. I don't want to, you know, rain on the parade and say, well, the Cowboys haven't beaten a, a lot of contenders. Cowboys have beaten the Chargers. Cowboys have beaten a really great defensive front of the Panthers. I mean, the Cowboys look, again, like one of the very best teams in the NFL. So you know what? Enjoy it. Alan says, "My, uh, me and my son lost our voice today. Good thing you can still type, Alan. Glad that you're here with us. Uh, seriously, I mean, it is awesome. Alex Jones, thank you for uh, patting us on the back as well. Says, I saw your video about the turnovers on that graph, and you were right. What Alex is met, uh, mentioning is we did a video here on the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. You should subscribe so you see stuff like this all the time, where we talked about after the first three games of the season, how the Dallas Cowboys were doing in the turnover department. The Dallas Cowboys had six turnovers at that time, which was good for the lead in the NFL, which is where they entered this week, obviously. Now, we talked about every single team since the merger in 1970 that had had at least six turnovers, or rather precisely six turnovers, through a season's first three games. And what history told us is that teams who met those qualifications that the Cowboys did two weeks ago would go on to average two turnovers generated on defense for the rest of the season per game. So basically what that tells us, and again, we're talking about 50 years worth of data, is that the Dallas Cowboys defense is likely going to get two turnovers a game. All right. Now you look at Monday night against the Philadelphia Eagles. How many turnovers did the Cowboys get? Somebody? Anybody? Bueller? Two. Today against the Carolina Panthers? Not trying to brag here. Look, this is just math. All right. How many turnovers did the Dallas Cowboys get today? Two. Big old deuce. All right. So basically... The Cowboys, and that's, you know, people love to look at seasons and say, well, what's happening? Why did the team that did well last year, why are they floundering this year? Why is this team coming out of nowhere? It's because things tend to regress to the mean in the NFL. You look at the Washington football team, who I know won today, but the Washington football team last year won the division with seven wins, you know, because they had an elite defense. They had the fifth-ranked defense by DVOA last year, yet the Washington defense is regressing towards the mean here in 2021. And sometimes teams live on the extreme, and we're seeing the Cowboys kind of flirt with an extremity here. I mean, the Cowboys aren't generating like five turnovers a game or anything like that, but it makes sense. Things 
tend to happen in this sense. So Cowboys getting uh, two turnovers a game. Let's see. Now, I do see um, a, uh, a few tweets here that I want to get to as we uh, – by the way, Casey Cooper, thank you for the super chat. You are the best. Um, all right, we have more winners to get to, but a couple of things as uh, the aftermath of the Cowboys victory kind of spills out. Uh, Dallas Cowboys cornerback Trayvon Diggs has uh, – no, this is about Trayvon's hands, which are awesome. Mike McCarthy giving him love. I saw one of you mention back tightness, so I was trying to find anything along those lines. Apparently, Mike McCarthy, not to go back to this, uh, was asked about declining the penalty at the end of the second half – or first half, sorry, and said, it's third and 12. We expect to win that matchup there. That's an opportunity for a three and out there. Agree with Mike McCarthy. Totally agree with him. Great decision in that sense. Don't want to spend too much time there. All right. We have discussed Trayvon Diggs. By the way, only winners today, in case you've gotten here late. We don't have any losers, don't have any honorable mentions. This is a day where we are celebrating, all right? We are going off. Whatever you, you were going to eat for dinner tonight, scrap it. I don't want you to do it. Get something good. Get your favorite thing. you got to eat the best thing in the world for dinner tonight because we are celebrating. The Dallas Cowboys are 3-1. and one. So, uh, only winners today. No losers, no honorable mentions. We already talked about Trayvon Diggs. We already talked about Mike McCarthy. We talked about Randy Gregory. A lot of you have mentioned it, so let's go ahead and do it. Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliot, Zeke Elliot, Zeke Elliot. Look, and I know, I know that we had the conversation now three weeks, two weeks ago uh, after the Los Angeles Chargers win and, you know, because Cowboys keep winning and uh, is Tony Pollard better? Should Tony Pollard be the guy? Should Tony Pollard be given more touches, et cetera? Tony Pollard, I, I believe, and I think a lot of you agree, certainly is a more explosive runner than Zeke. If we're measuring that, he's a Zeke is by far a better pass blocker. Like there's they have it's very specific strengths that they both are, you know, they both can obviously bring to the team. And they both obviously bring a lot. They both should be utilized. Everybody loves to talk about this because of Zeke's contract and his salary and what he's paid, et cetera. But holy crap, Zeke Elliott today, 20 carries, a buck 43 and a touchdown. Now, you know, yards per carry is is not uh, end all be all thing you know like I don't want to totally lean on yards per carry but today against the Carolina Panthers a very 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 stout defensive front Tony Pollard 10 carries 67 yards Eugene just can tell me that 6.7 yards per carry Zeke Elliott once again 20 carries 143 yards that is good for 7.2 yards per carry best on the Cowboys today among running backs Dak Prescott had more Dak Prescott was running and moving and grooving today by the way great job by him uh, but man Zeke was um, very, very, very good. Peyton says Zeke returning with fury. Oh, I love the usage of fury needed a repaired offensive line for momentum, but this game is the first time I've consistently seen Zeke make something out of nothing in a while. Uh, Casey, I, you, you were asking me to read your comment, Casey, I'm looking for, uh, your comment. Uh, here we go. Uh, Casey, I hope this is the one good teams beat other good teams. Dallas has two quality wins in four games and took a third good team to a field goal questions about head coach decisions, but it didn't matter today. Totally agreed. This is one of the best teams in the NFL. I don't think that that's, you know, stretching or anything like that. Mitchell, I like this comment here. Goes to show you that our offensive line is back to elite level. I would not go that far, but I mean, they are, what I will say is this goes to show you, I mean, man, Terrence Steele, the Cowboys were 100% right. We were all wrong. And I know you, wherever you're watching or listening, you're like, I believed in Terrence Steele. Let's be honest. You didn't. All right. The Cowboys were right. And Terrence Steele had a tough time today. But th again, this is a really stout Carolina Panthers front. And so, I mean, this was a really impressive day for the Dallas Cowboys. Now, uh, lots of tweets flying in, obviously, because the game is over. 
uh, tweet from Bobby Belt, who does a show for us uh, on the Blog of the Boys podcast. And you can hear him tomorrow on Cowboys Cast. Trayvon Diggs is the sixth player, number six, in the last 36 seasons to have five interceptions through the first four games of the season. Pretty good. Pretty pretty good uh let's see here um lots of you now want to talk about uh well you know what let's go ahead and do it um i don't have either of the tight ends as a winner or today and we're only talking about winners but jose says schultz and jarwin are doing great yeah like i said i mean i i didn't do losers today because again i want to you know we want to celebrate but if we did losers for today maybe dalton schultz would have been on the list maybe all right, Dalton Schultz had a tough first half. All right, and that's okay. He came back, really rebounded nicely, and we'll get to that in a moment. But tough first half for Dalton Schultz. And we love to talk about, you know, the ways that the NFL, uh, you know, screws the Cowboys, right, for lack of a better word, right? You know, we love to talk about, well, you know what? Dak was definitely in the end zone on Monday night. They should have given him that touchdown. Well, you know what? They didn't call that penalty on Devin White. Um, no, Levante David, sorry, uh, against the Buccaneers when he took his helmet off in week one. You know, the, the NFL misses all of these penalties against the Cowboys. Let's be clear here, or, or for the Cowboys, let's be very clear. Dalton Schultz fumbled the football, um, and that should have been a turnover for the Cowboys. You know, and, and a turnover, obviously, benefiting the Carolina Panthers. Cowboys got really lucky that Dalton Schultz's, you know, forward progress was stopped. They got spared there. And sometimes that happens. I mean, there's not, you know, there's not a metric for that. You can't, you know, you can't say like, oh, things are even now, whatever. But the Cowboys would go on to obviously have the Dalton Schultz uh, two-point conversion taken away on that same possession. Uh, but yeah, I mean, that was, that was tough. Uh, that was tough. That was a tough moment for Dalton Schultz. I mentioned, obviously, Blake Jarwin. Blake Jarwin scored. This play that we're about to show you from Blake Jarwin, if you close your eyes and don't look at who they're playing, you could totally believe that this is literally any player or any Cowboys tight end ever, because or not any Cowboys tight end, that this is Blake Jarwin against any team because we have seen this exact play from Blake Jarwin a thousand times. Prescott over the middle. Wide open, Jarwin walking for the touchdown. Yeah, I mean, seriously, what a great job by Blake Jarwin. I mean, what a great job. And Dylan Schultz, as mentioned, would get into the game himself, get into the end zone himself. Here's that touch. On the fake, Prescott a little floater. They're going to walk into Schultz for the touchdown. Really big third quarter for the Cowboys, so love to see both tight ends scoring. This was the tweet I was looking for a moment ago, just to jump subjects. Uh, the Cowboys have announced that Trayvon Diggs was dealing with some back tightness. Jerry Jones apparently joked that he thought it was a little early to take him out, but added he didn't have any real issue with the decision. Mike McCarthy did say that Trayvon could have returned if he really needed to. I know a lot of you are upset that Trayvon Diggs was taken out of the game, um, so it is what it is. Beat... Uh, Beat you, uh, beat you up. Sorry, beat you. It was difficult to read for me. Schultz is the touchdown man. The Dalton Schultz has three touchdowns in the last calendar week. I mean, seriously. Alan DeLeon, I like this question. Or really, comments. It's a great pair of tight ends. Where does the Cowboys tight end pair rank across the NFL? All right, like if we take the two of them, where do they rank across the NFL? I mean, this is, you know, I think that they're top five. Is that ridiculous? Am I, am I like, you know, am I really stretching here? Am, am, am I too big of a homer? Am I too biased here? I think the Cowboys tight end pair is a top five group in the NFL. Dalton Schultz and Blake Jarwin. I mean, they have they can do a lot. Uh, Doxon says top 10. That's probably more fair 
uh, if, if we're being honest here. But, you know, top 10 feels safe. Uh, David Medina says number four. So um, Adrian Romaine says just wait. I want to get back to some true or false. We're mixing it up. We're throwing some true or false things out here because we want to. Um, and this one I think is going to, you know, going to get a lot of you active. Uh, true or false. Those are the only answers you can give. True or false. And we talked about him. But Ezekiel Elliott is back. All right. Now define back however you want. True or false, Zeke Elliott is back. Because, again, we talked about this just a second ago when we mentioned, you know, Zeke's performance in this game, you know, leading the team in yards per carry, obviously getting over 140 yards on the ground. I mean, this is one of the best. This was one of the best Zeke's games in a long, long, long time. Uh, most of you are saying true. Juan says false. You know, I don't know that I, I – he's somewhat back. Lots lots of trues. Lots of trues. Manuel went all caps true. Um, I mean – now, Burmy says all the way back. I just, this was, it's hard not to be impressed with what Zeke did in this game. I mean, Zeke was on fire. I mean, this, this was some of the best Zeke, you know, play we've seen. And he had the touchdown. The touchdown wasn't that great, but the touchdown still worth showing. They will run it to Elliott. He's in for the touchdown. He lost the ball, but I think he crossed the goal line first. It's a score for Dallas. I mean, he's back. I, I think he's he's really, really, really back. Um, not 2016 Zeke, but he's back to being an effective contributor to the offense, and that's ultimately what matters most. Now, we say this all the time. This is your postgame show. I am but a puppet, all right? There are strings attached to me, unlike the album that came out many moons ago. So whatever you want to talk about, I will do it. Uh, Brian, with the Super Chat, thank you very much. Talking about the tight end says, ultimately, unfortunately, excuse me, unfortunately, I think Schultz has priced himself out of being a Dallas Cowboy next year. Now, curious for everybody's responses here. Um, Dalton Schultz isn't a contract year for the Dallas Cowboys. And generally speaking, the Cowboys don't hand out a second deal unless you are like an ultimate, absolute, unequivocal baller. You got to be one of the best people at your position to get a second contract from the Dallas Cowboys. By the way, the New York Jets just won their first game of the season. But both New York teams won today. The New York Jets and New York Giants are tied for the most losses in the NFL since 2017, and they both happen to win today, which is really funny. Um, I I have to feel like um, Dalton might might be playing somewhere else next year. I just think he's really he's having an incredible start to the season. Obviously, there's a long way to go. Uh, Arizona Cardinals just scored. It was Max Williams, another tight end. The tight ends are just so rare in the NFL to, to find legitimate ones that can contribute. And the fact that Dalton Schultz can, um, I think is going to have somebody interested in the offseason, which is unfortunate. But, you know, you just um, now Larry says lunacy not to sign Dalton Schultz. It might be. But, you know, it is uh, what it is. Now, Jose Mendoza says, dude, the Titans were supposed to demolish the Jets. Yeah, that's really embarrassing that the Titans lost. Thank Goodness, that is not us. Uh, beat you up, says Ced is a secret weapon. Cedric Wilson is a secret weapon. You know what? I don't disagree with that. And I don't have Cedric as a winner today, but I thought that Cedric Wilson had a nice game, obviously. There's no doubt about that. And you know what? As I'm looking for, trying to build up the hype here, Cedric Wilson had by far the best-looking touchdown of the day for the Cowboys. Second and 10, blitz coming, Prescott fires, Wilson I mean, 
there's nothing prettier than that. Brian says that spin though. Totally agreed. I mean, totally agree. Chris says nice. Or, or Chris says they want to. It was Lil Boat said nice move for the TD. Just an incredible looking touchdown. Um, Larry says C Dub put him in spin cycle. Very much agreed. I mean, Cedric Wilson had an incredible day. Spence says the Amari touchdown was better. You know what, Spence? You know what? I'll show you the Amari touchdown. It's coming. It's picked up. Prescott going for it all for Cooper. He's got it. Touchdown. I mean, how can we not have Amari as a winner? I mean, seriously, how can we? Amari is, I still think that we don't properly rate or evaluate Amari's contribution to the Cowboys led the team in receiving for the game. If you care about that three catches, 69 yards. Nice. I know had the touchdown Amari Cooper has the rib thing that we learned about, obviously over the last couple of weeks, obviously had the hamstring issue. There was a little bit touch and go earlier in this game. Amari comes out though. And he is, I mean, I, I mean, I don't, it's again, Amari is one of those people that it's just, you kind of like you forget not only about him, but uh, how amazing he is. He is truly and utterly amazing. He is just an amazing wide receiver, an amazing weapon. Good things have only happened since he ultimately joined the Cowboys. We're coming up on the three-year anniversary of that in a couple of weeks. So, I mean, seriously, Reggie says, Amari surprised me a lot of Cowboys fans by playing through his hamstring tightness. That's a thing. Like, we've seen – I don't say we've seen Amari quit or tap out. Those are not the right terms. But we've seen Amari – we've been frustrated by Amari, certainly as Cowboys fans, right? Like, that's been the thing. And we obviously had, you know, the – the road splits, home splits, you know, how's he not great? You know, everybody, you know, accused him of that on the road in 2019 against the Eagles. Uh, by the way, Miguel says, I need to get me a blog and the boys hat and polo. We'll see about that. Maybe we'll do some giveaways here on the blog and the boys YouTube channel. Stay subscribed so that you're aware. Uh, Amari is just, I mean, man, Kevin says, and to think I thought we gave up too much when we traded for him. I was wrong. Seriously. It was a first round pick. I mean, it's the best first round pick that the Cowboys have used in a while. And that's saying something given who they have drafted with their first round picks uh, recently. So, okay. We are talking only winners today. Good moods, good vibes only here on the blog of the boys post game show. So far, we have 11 winners to get to in totality. We have Trayvon Diggs, and I will write about these in case you want to see a little bit more detail fleshed out uh, at blogontheboys.com. Trayvon Diggs has made our list. Randy Gregory has made our list. Ezekiel Elliott has made our list. Amari Cooper has made our list. Mike McCarthy has made our list. We are five winners through, and I know you all have some more thoughts. Let's keep going on and moving. Let's go. I mean, how can we? Uh, Osa, seriously, if Micah Parsons is going to win defensive rookie of the year, all right, he is going to win defensive rookie of the year. A lot of you saying Dan Quinn, spoiler alert, we'll get there in a moment. Micah Parsons is going to be defensive rookie of the year. Trayvon Diggs might be defensive player of the year, but Osa Adigizua is going to finish second in defensive rookie of the year votes. I mean, Osa Adigizua and what he has done, I, I, you know, you never want to say that like an injury is a good thing. I, that is not my point, but. If Kellen Moore had never broken his ankle we back in 2016, we never would have found out about Dak Prescott, right? You know, you look at the kind of what-ifs and how they kind of, you know, de determine the futures of, of the world, really, not just football. But what happens if Neville Gallimore never gets injured against Arizona in the preseason? We would not be aware of this, right? I mean, and I'm not saying that that was a good thing by any stretch because that's other thing. Like, some we already talked about, man, can't wait to get Demarcus Lawrence back. The Packers are now uh, equal with the Steelers, by the way, seven up there in Pittsburgh. But if Neville Gallimore never gets hurt, this opportunity is, I mean, not necessarily here for Osa Digizua. Osa has been awesome. 
I mean, the Cowboys are getting – they got great play from two third-round picks this this particular game. You know, we all had the moment where we talked ourselves into Nishan Wright, and I don't want to say that that can never materialize or anything, but the Cowboys have two third-round picks who are balling this year so far for them. And, man, Osa Adigizua, it's hard not to make him a winner all the time. Also, I mentioned it, Chauncey Golston is a winner. Chauncey Golston. All right, Dorrance Armstrong missed this game. We missed last week as well. I mean, this was a very – very, 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 very big game for Chauncey Golson. Had a really just stout game, just constantly a force, you know, in the middle, getting in Sam Darnold's face. I mean, Chauncey Golston, not the same, you know, kind of sex appeal that, you know, Osa's game had, but man, Chauncey Golston really showing up, really making the Cowboys scouts and everybody look smart. This was a really great game from the Cowboys defense and the Cowboys rookies. I mean, just a really phenomenal performance. And because it was such a great game from the Cowboys defense, we've already given love to Trayvon Diggs. We've already given love to Randy Gregory. We've already given love to Osa Dikizu. We've already given love to Chauncey Golston. You wanted it. Dan Quinn, man alive. I know that somebody said this earlier, and I forget who it was, so apologies there. If uh, if there was a loser here, and there's not because this is good vibes only, it might be Mike Nolan because, man, I you know, you look at this defense, and I know some of these players are new, right? Micah Parsons is new. Osa Digizua is new. Chauncey Golston's new. J. Ron Curse is new. DeMonte KZ. By the way, terrible call. DeMonte KZ led with his shoulder. That penalty needs to be reviewable in the NFL, but whatever. And Terrell Basham, Anthony says, look good. Totally agreed. Dan Quinn is... I mean, the man, I don't know what you want to call him, but Dan Quinn has revolutionized this defense and given them, he he has raised their floor. That That is what he has done. David says he, uh, Quinn has this team believing. Totally agree. He has raised the floor. Are the Cowboys the best defense in the NFL? No, I don't think so. And I know that the turnovers look really great, and I don't want to take away from that. They are certainly, though, one of the more opportunistic defenses in the NFL, and they are certainly, we have said for years, for years and years and years and years, if this defense is just average, then this team has a chance, right? Because the offense is so good, et cetera. This defense is better than average, all right? They're not the best in the NFL, but they are definitely better than average. They might be the 11th or 12th best defense in the NFL. If we're being totally honest with ourselves, maybe they're a top 10, number nine on a really good day. They are very, very, very good. Now, Miguel says it didn't show up today. I think that's what you're talking about, Miguel. Yes, the Cowboys defense had some moments that were tough, but the Cowboys defense woke up in the third quarter, and that's why Dan Quinn is a winner for me, Dan Quinn really, really, really elevated this group and is really getting more out of them than we've seen from them. The, the, you know, the sum is greater than the, the total of their parts. I always butcher that phrase wherever I say it in life. But Dan Quinn has really established a higher level of expectation for this defense. And that's why, you know, when this defense is struggling, we're looking at it and we're saying, man, how, how is this defense, you know, doing so terrible? Come on, get it together. And to be fair here, the Cowboys did allow conversions of third and 12 and third and 11 in this game on the same drive. And so it's hard to say that, man, he is the winning, winningest winner of all winners because of that. However, I mean, Dan Quinn has really changed things. There's a reason the Cowboys are 3-1. There are a lot of reasons the Cowboys are 3-1, and, and Dan Quinn is certainly one of them. All respect to Dan Quinn. While we were talking about coordinators, I would be remiss if we did not mention Kellen Moore. Um, Panthers are a really, really, really stout defense. I think in the first half, we were all kind of sitting here, and we're all like, man, okay, uh, you know, Maybe they're not frauds, right? Maybe the Panthers are for real. And you know what? I think the takeaway here is the Carolina Panthers are a really good football team. And there was a comment a minute ago. Uh, let's see if I can find it here. 
uh, about Sam Darnold. Where is it? Uh, John Phillips says, why did the Jets give up on Darnold? Idiots. I thought Sam Darnold looked really good in this game. I mean, he Sam Darnold looked like a top 14, 15 quarterback. If Sam Darnold, Sam Darnold would be the second best quarterback in the NFC East. Right. He would. There's no question about that. I mean, Sam Darnold would be the second best quarterback in the NFC East. Uh, James Conner scored a touchdown for the Arizona Cardinals, if you have him on your fantasy team, by the way. But Sam Darnold would be the second best quarterback in the NFC East. And he is playing really well. But the Panthers as a whole are playing really well. I thought Matt Rule coached a good game. I thought that they they were prepared. They tried to go after the Cowboys. And on defense, they had a lot of success early on. But the Cowboys found a way. Kellen Moore found a way. The third quarter, the Cowboys exploded. I mean, the Cowboys just came out and exploded in the third quarter. Do you know how? Does anybody know how many points the Cowboys scored in the third quarter? Quickly, if you're with if you're with us live, first one to get their answer right wins. Whatever it is, we win. Kudos. I mean, do you know how many points the Cowboys scored in the third quarter? And again, Trayvon Diggs helped out there, but I mean, the Cowboys' offense ballooned. In the third quarter, first quarter out of halftime, obviously. Uh, the first one to get it was Ross, says 20. Actually, I'm sorry, Ross. Uh, Tech Head, the first person to get it. Uh, lots of you right. Lots of you wrong, actually. It was it was 20 points. Uh, I'm glad you think it was more. And that was Kellen Moore. I mean, there was opportunity there, and the Cowboys did not squander it. He aggressively took what the Carolina Panthers defense gave him, and as C says, he single-handedly exposed them. Kellen Moore was on fire. I mean, man, just... You know, we'll have conversations about that, you know, as uh, the months come along. But Kellen was incredible and deserves a lot of credit, which is why he is one of our winners. Let's go to true or false once again. We do have more winners to get to, but true or false? Uh, what's going to get you guys going? Okay, because, you know, he's one. I'll tell you right now. He's one of our winners. Dak Prescott. In fact, let's put it up here. Let's make it official. Dak Prescott, one of our winners here. How could he not be? He was remarkable. He was efficient. Dak Prescott, 14 of 22. Only 188 yards to so the haters and losers will say it wasn't a lot. Four touchdowns in total and complete control. The first pass of the game that Dak had, I don't even know if you call it a pass. I mean, the the like, you know, smash glass play to Zeke Elliott was amazing. Um, so that being said, and this got a little bit of attention on the broadcast as well. True or false? All right. This is the best version of Dak Prescott we've ever seen. True or false? All right, true or false? Because I'm gonna tell you right now, it's true. If you say false, you're wrong. I'll tell you right now, you are wrong if you say that this is false. This is the best version, and Dak has been elite before already. So this is the best version of Dak Prescott we've ever seen, ever, 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 ever. Uh, so where was it here? Solomon, uh, I think it was Solomon, Soul Man. Uh, I've lost your comment, Soul Man. I'm sorry. I'm looking for it like crazy. Um Solo, Solomon, sorry, Solomon. It, was, it moved by really quick. It says, true, big dog. Lots of you say true. Uh, beat you up. Says, Dak equals elite. Susan says, true with some exclamation points. I like the exclamation points here. Um, I mean, Jeff says, uh, where is it, Jeff? Uh, oh, James says, big difference is the defense coming through. Totally agree with that. Uh, Jeff says, field general. Yeah, you, the big difference is the, the defense coming through. That is why, I mean, he looks not just elite. He looks super duper elite. I mean, he looks incredible. Alan, I love this uh, comment from Alan here. Where is it? Uh, Boston, Alan. I'm looking for your comment. I loved it. Uh, Alan, here we go. True, especially cognitively. Seriously, pre-snap, this is the best version of Dak that we have ever seen. We showed the Amari touchdown. The Amari touchdown was filthy. I mean, it was nasty good. I mean, what Dak did. He is incredible. I mean, th this is – Dak Prescott is playing 
like one of the three best quarterbacks in the NFL. I am not saying that Dak Prescott is a better quarterback than Patrick Mahomes. I'm not saying that Dak Prescott is more accomplished than Tom Brady. However, what I am saying is that if you take the versions of the quarterbacks that all the quarterbacks in the NFL are right now and you rank them, there is maybe two players that are operating at a higher level and executing, more importantly, at a higher level than Dak Prescott. That's it. That's that's it. There's there, The list is incredibly short in terms of quarterbacks that are operating with more efficiency than Dak Prescott is right now. I agree with Wanderer. says Dak is one of the smartest quarterbacks in the NFL. I mean, he, he's one of the most, he's one of the smartest. He's one of the most talented. He's one of the most athletic. I mean, he is really just checking all of the boxes and we should be grateful to experience it. I mean, this, this is, I, I think the word I've used this word a few times now in the last couple of weeks, I just have this trust, you know, maybe, maybe that is, is the way to describe it, but Dak's on the field and I just trust, I just believe, I just, I just believe and trust that good things are going to happen because they generally do because he's Dak Prescott. He will find a way. Jeff says, commands the line of scrimmage, controls the clock, pre-snap reads, checks and backs it all up with accuracy and leadership. Seriously, like I've something I have said for years, Dak is a dream. Like if you're a Cowboys fan, you dream about players like this playing for your favorite team so that you can root for them. I mean, he checks all of the boxes in terms of talent and skill and athleticism and resume and who he is off the field. I mean, he's perfect. Roger says his management of the game and excitement on the sideline is top notch. Uh, now, Lil Boats, this is where you're going to lose some people, Lil Boats, just you know, be careful, says, I'd take Dak this year so far over Patrick Mahomes if you do the season. I agree with you, but people have a hard time seeing that. People say, he's, Patrick Mahomes is better. That's the comment you get, but it's true. I mean, he really, 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 really is on that level. Um, I mean, it's, uh, and Musa, I hope I'm pronouncing this correctly, Musa, Mousa, uh, says he's, his contract looks cheap now, doesn't it? His contract looked cheap the moment he signed it, which is something we've been trying to scream forever. His contract looked even cheaper when Josh Allen got his deal. And by the way, Dak Prescott is outplaying Josh Allen, just as one example, and is paid less than him. So Dak Prescott, I mean, just unbelievable. Uh, now, Manuel has inspired uh, another true or false here. says, is it fair to say we haven't seen a Cowboys team like this since the 90s, or is that too far? I think it's a little too far because I don't think it's true. All right, now, the Dallas Cowboys entered this game against the Carolina Pandas. So this is prior to today's game, prior to this week, um, in the top 10 in both offensive EPA per play and defensive EPA per play allowed, which basically means their offenses and defenses are really efficient if you are not into this kind of stuff. They, are, they entered this week in the top 10 in both of them. The last time that the Dallas Cowboys entered week four in the top 10 in both of these particular measurements was the 2007 season when they went 13 and three. They were the top seed in the NFC. They were obviously a very good team. So I, I think what I would say, um, obviously the Cowboys have had a lot of success since 2007, right? The 2016 season was really successful. The 2014 season was really successful. You could say the 2009 season was really successful. Um, however, I... In terms of operating off of my own feel, all right, my own brain, which isn't always reliable, this does feel like the most well-rounded team since 2007. Uh, that's what I would say. That's how I would answer this question. I think this is the most well-rounded team through four weeks now that we have seen from the Dallas Cowboys since 2007. That is how. That is as far as I would go, uh, which you know inspires, again, one of our true or falses around here. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL. True or false? True or false? And you can define one of, you know, um, 
at top five, top top three. I mean, Kevin says this team feels a bit special after four weeks. I mean, F Kit Crunch says false about this, by the way. Brian says true. I think this is one of the best teams in the NFL. Uh, lots of you saying true. Uh, Larry puts a number, says true top five. I mean, I would put, and I'm looking at, at my little mini helmet display here in my office here, all right? I would put right now after week four. Now, granted, we still have the rest of the afternoon's game, Sunday night football, Monday night football. But there's nobody on Monday night football that the Cowboys aren't better than. Cowboys are better than the Chargers. Cowboys, I know the Raiders are 3-0 and right now. And even if they win, the Raiders, I, I'd take the Cowboys over the Raiders. Um, the only teams I would confidently, confidently rank around uh, ahead of the Cowboys, you know, right now. Uh, by the way, Mangog Lounge says, RJ, first time listening, you're doing a fantastic job. Thank you to everyone who joins us for the first time, second time, 100th time. We appreciate you. Uh, this is something we do after every Dallas Cowboys game. Jump on live here on our postgame show. We also have a live stream every Tuesday here on the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. My point here in telling you this is we are here around the clock. We have something all the time. It is literally our job to give you the best Dallas Cowboys coverage that we possibly can. We take that very, very, very seriously. If you want to support us, please do subscribe here to the Blog of the Boys YouTube channel. Please subscribe to the Blog of the Boys podcast network. We have at least one show that comes out every single day. You get to hear from a number of different people. I'm on there a lot, obviously. Uh, but if you also care, leave a rating, write a review on our podcast network on Apple devices. That goes a long way. Uh, but thank you for tuning in. We certainly appreciate you. And, you know, we're happy to celebrate with you. These are the good times. But uh, G Gagoots, uh, in terms of teams we'd rank ahead of the Cowboys here, uh, Rams, Cards, Bucks, Bills, Cowboys. I would definitely put the Buccaneers, you know, even despite the loss last week, because um, they've got the same record as the Cowboys, because they're obviously going to destroy the Patriots. But the Buccaneers are definitely better. I would also put the Rams ahead of the Cowboys right now. Um, I I might put the Bills. Uh, obviously, we haven't, none of us here have watched all of today's Bills game because we were focused on the Dallas Cowboys dominating it again. Um, the Bills are in, in the mix, definitely in the mix. And if you follow me, you know I believe in Josh Allen, but... I am not impressed with the Arizona Cardinals all too much. However, they are currently dominating the Rams, I believe. Uh, still checking things. Uh, if anyone can give us the score of that game. Uh, but I believe they're up 21 to 7, I think was the last I saw of the Rams game. So the Rams get, or, sorry, the Cardinals get this win. Um, I mean, you know, it's. It's possible to believe that the Cardinals are up there. Cardinals have been really impressive. Now, Dan says, RJ, I'm still upset with you for ranking the Packers above our boys in the power rankings. The Packers have a cheat code in Aaron Rodgers. And look, and the Packers, Randall Cobb just scored for the Packers. Incredible timing. Uh, they are now up 14 to 7 over the Steelers. And the Steelers are terrible. All right. Oh, thank you, everyone. It's 21 to 10 Cardinals. Thank you to, uh, to you giving us the score here. The Packers have a cheat code in Aaron Rodgers. And I look, you're not going to like this. It's super annoying. It's the most annoying thing in football, right? But Aaron Rodgers is that dude. All right. Like, I hate to admit that. It's super annoying. We have been hurt. We have been burned. All right. You know, facts are facts, all right? And until that gear is not a gear that works, and we saw last Sunday night, I don't believe in the 49ers, at least with Jimmy Garoppolo, but, I mean, you have to you have to give the Packers all due respect. And the Packers have a really light schedule coming up, uh, including today's game against the Steelers. But, uh, man, I mean, it's it sucks. But the point is, the Cowboys are in that mix. And, you know, I really, really, really think that they are a top-five team. Again, the only teams I, I would put, especially if Arizona holds on, 49ers are up 7 nothing on the Seahawks, by the way. Two-minute warning there at the first half. I would put the Cardinals, assuming they win. Probably the Rams still, just because Sean McVay, you know, et cetera. There's two of those there that I might put. I The Bucks, fine. I don't – I'll say this. This is my question. I don't have a banner for this, uh, which is what we have here. I'm going to ask you this question, so pay attention. I want your answer here. Please, I would please, please love your answer here. 
is there an AFC team that is better than the Dallas Cowboys? That's my question. And if so, who is it? Because prior to this season, I think we all looked at the AFC is, is where all the talent was in the NFL, right? It was the Chiefs, right? They're, they're the standard, even though they lost the Super Bowl. But, uh, Buffalo was really good last year. Baltimore was really good. Tennessee's had some run, although they just lost to the Jets, so we can't talk about Tennessee for like three years. That's the rule. Um, you know, the Chargers are in the mix, right? So I don't, I really don't think that there is an AFC team that I 100% believe in. Now, F. Kit Crunch still says the Chiefs, right? Like the Chiefs are definitely there. Lots of you saying the Bills, but the NFC is what has the, you know, the the heavier kind of gauntlet, you know, that the Cowboys are going to have to go through it. So I think the NFC is, you know, we're this is an NFL tech. I think the NFC has kind of become more stacked, if you believe it. Uh, obviously, with Tampa now, the Rams, the Cardinals have come alive, uh, the Packers, if Aaron Rodgers really is back, et cetera, now the Cowboys. And so I, the Cowboys are taking care of their business, and that's what you got to do in the NFL. Um, and so that's a really exciting thing. But so that was our true or false. Let's get back to winners and losers. Again, only winners because the vibes are good because the only thing the Cowboys are doing is winning these days. So only winners here. We've talked about Trayvon Diggs, Randy Gregory, Osa Adigizua, Zeke Elliott, Amari Cooper, Chauncey Dolston. We mentioned Kellen Moore, Dan Quinn, Mike McCarthy, Dak Prescott. That means I think we have checked off 10 of our 11 winners, which means we have one more to go. All right, we have one more winner to announce. Drum roll wherever you are. Let's get a drum roll going. The last winner for the Dallas Cowboys dominating win over the Carolina Panthers is, and I will say this now and say it to you with full seriousness, the best player that they picked up in free agency this offseason. Jaron Curse. Tell me that's wrong. Tell me that's a lie. You can't tell me. He is the best player that the Cowboys picked up over the offseason in free agency. In free agency. The draft is a very different thing. All right. Very different thing. In terms of free agent acquisitions, Jaron Curse, best addition by the Dallas Cowboys. I don't think it's close. I, don't, I mean, DeMonte KZ's had some nice moments, but Jaron Curse has added a level of oomph. I, I don't know any other way, but a level of oomph and you know, we talked about Neville Gallimore and his all injuries suck and all injuries are disappointing. And we definitely want to see Neville Gallimore back. But we talked about Neville Gallimore's injury opening the door for Osa Digizua. Pains me to say this because I'm a fighting Texas Aggie and we're not talking about their performance right you know, lately. But Donovan Wilson's injury has really opened the door for us to really see what J. Ron Curse offers to this team. And I'm not saying that Donovan's job is in jeopardy or anything like that, but we have really learned who J. Ron Curse is because of that. Michael Scarn says Curse is everywhere. Allen says he is even in the line. Uh, MG says, what has, uh, I've lost this comment here. And I think uh, MG, you know, I'm sorry about the comments you're about to get, but what has J. Ron Curse done? What has he done? J. Ron Curse is everywhere. He's getting after the quarterback. He's in coverage. He should have had an interception against the Chargers. J. Ron Curse is like the Swiss army knife of the Dallas Cowboys defense. Uh, Michael Parsons is the most versatile player on the Dallas Cowboys defense. So, it's not like J-Ron is, is, you know, coming for that title. But I think over the over the winning streak, if you ranked the impressiveness of Dallas Cowboys defenders, it would be Michael Parsons. It would be Randy. My, my, man, it might be Trayvon Diggs. This is tough. And this is a good problem that this is tough. It would be Trayvon Diggs, Micah Parsons, Randy Gregory, Osa Idigizua, and only fifth because there are so many ballers on this defense right now, it would be J-Ron Curse. I mean, he is in that mix. He has been awesome. He has stabilized the secondary. Trayvon Diggs is obviously doing, you know, that in his own right. But he has, I like Lil Boats' terminology here. Curse has had solid safety play. That's it. Solid. That's it. That's all I care about. Solid. Solid. We know the Cowboys at times can have a really great and really stout pass rush. We know the Cowboys with Micah Parsons playing linebacker can have a really nice linebacker group. Although to their credit, 
Leighton Vanderish and Jalen Smith, I think, have played well. But, I mean, Jaron Curse has been something else. Uh, DJ Dog, I love you. DJ says, I would put KZ ahead of Curse. Again, terrible penalty today against DeMonte KZ. But the point is, the two of them, either of them, pick one. I mean, the fact that there's two, I mean, it just feels really nice. It feels it feels so comfortable to have a safety that we can trust in to some degree. So winner for me, J-Ron Curse. Um, you know, that's those are my 11 winners here. Let's see here. Alex, thank you for the super chat. I think the Cowboys can be 6-1 and one over the next three games. Also, Micah is a monster. I agree with you. In fact, let's go ahead and take a look at the upcoming games for the 4-1 and one. Four and one. I'm getting ahead of myself, but they are going to be four and one. The three and one Dallas Cowboys. Here's what we got next. I'll move over so you can see this. I won't get behind this. All right, Cowboys are three and one. They get the New York Giants and that terrible offense. I know they beat the Saints. All right, it's going to be annoying. There's going to be somebody in the national media that's going to say, watch out. The Giants are coming in, and everyone's going to talk about how this is Dak's game against them. It's basically the one-year anniversary of the injury, blah, blah, blah. I mean, whatever. Cowboys are going to smoke the Giants. Going to get to four and one, and I – you know, we're all going to watch tonight's game on NBC, you know, whatever. We've all heard everything about it. But the Patriots are definitely not a threat. I mean, Bill Belichick is Bill Belichick. So you have to pay attention and give that some credence. But there is no reason that the Dallas Cowboys should not be 5-1 and one entering the bye. And then coming out of that, all right, coming out of the bye, the Dallas Cowboys visit the Minnesota Vikings. I contend that the Vikings, who I believe lost today. Somebody can correct me if I'm wrong with that. I believe the Vikings lost. It's been a obviously hectic couple of hours. But the Vikings are better than people think. Um, so that game might be a little bit tough. They're coming off their bye too, by the way. But then after that, I mean, Broncos and Falcons. That should even even if you assume that the Cowboys lose to the Vikings, and they're going to lose some games. Let's be fair; they're not going to just win every game for the rest of the season. Let's say, uh, thank you, thirty-four Blackula. They did lose fourteen to seven, so the Vikings are now one and three. So let's just let just go with me here. Say the Cowboys lose to the Vikings, that would put them at five and two, right? Outside of that, five and two. Um, no, yeah, five and two. I've lost I've lost track of time. I've lost track of everything. They will be five and two after that game. They're beating the Broncos. They're they're beating the Falcons. I know the Broncos are tied Gigagoots right now. Um, but I mean the Cowboys are beating the Broncos. I'm sorry. I mean, the Broncos are a fraudulent three and team. I think the Broncos are gonna go on to lose the day, uh, which won't look great if you're watching this or listening to this later and they won. But the Broncos are not a great team. The Falcons are a disaster. I mean, just an under the Falcons have lost to put in perspective how bad the Falcons are, they have lost to both Washington and Philadelphia, which is a difficult thing to do in our current moment. But so the Cowboys are going to get to eight and two, right? Like worst case scenario. And I think they'll split those two games against Kansas City and the Raiders. And I don't know which one they win. I don't know which one they lose. Uh, but, you know, I think we all believe the Cowboys can contend with the Chiefs, which a lot of people would have thought impossible, you know, a month ago, two months ago. Uh, but they're going to split those games. That Raiders game is a little bit difficult um, just because it's on Thanksgiving, short week, et cetera, blah, blah, blah. They're a good team now, et cetera. Um, now, Scott says, you must be sick. We're not losing to the Vikings, LMAO. I'm telling you, man, I know they only scored seven points today, but the Vikings prior to this week had shown a little bit of fight. And so just just throwing that out there. Just, you know, that's all. All right, let's, uh, let's get centered, though. I totally think the Cowboys are going to be – Cowboys are going to be around seven, eight wins. By the way, the Ravens just took the lead against Denver. So, you know, there's that. Uh, I mean, Cowboys are going to have about seven, eight wins at Thanksgiving. Seven, eight, nine. I mean, nine if we're being really optimistic. The point is, there's no reason why this team shouldn't easily win the NFC, shouldn't easily be in the mix, shouldn't, you know, really be a contender. Shouldn't. There's no reason they shouldn't be a contender. Uh, Robert says Randy needs seven sacks against the Falcons. I love it. I love the revenge. Um, totally love it. Um, let's see here. Let's see. What else do we got here? 
Uh, now, Jose says Vikings are good. Don't count them out. It's going to be a hard game. Totally agree. Totally agree. Now, let's go back to true or false. Um, let's see here. Um, we've already discussed these. Now, I I wrote this down, so I'm only going to put it up because I wrote it down. I don't want it to go to waste, and I think I know how you're going to react. All right, but look, I've said my piece on Mike McCarthy. This was one of Mike McCarthy's best games as the Cowboys head coach. I have a feeling that there are going to be very few people who agree with this, especially in lieu of the way, or not in lieu, in in reaction to the way that the second half ultimately wound up, the fourth quarter specifically. I I think that there were really nice moments. That's how I'll I'll amend this to say this. Mike McCarthy showed some promise in this game. um, And I, I was really upset, obviously, with the way the Cowboys handled the end of the first half against the Eagles. They did not quote-unquote, keep their foot on the gas against the Panthers in the fourth quarter here. I didn't really think that they needed to. I think that they'd already kind of made, you know, put this thing out of reach. Uh, but ultimately, I loved what we saw from Mike McCarthy in terms of the way he handled going for two, in terms of the way the Cowboys, you know, declined the penalty on second down. I know that's a, I, I might write about that this week if you're curious about that. Uh, but, you know, this this was a nice game. The Cowboys are two games above 500. I mean, you know, the Cowboys beat the Eagles on Monday night. We're like, they're above 500, but they're like one game above 500. The Cowboys now have some breathing room above 500. And so, you know, that's that's notable and that's commendable. And, you know, the Cowboys, like we've said, all right, so, you know, several times since all hell broke loose. All right, Cowboys, the, the morning after the Cowboys lost to the Buccaneers and they were 0-1 on the season, they lost Michael Gallup they, for three to five weeks. They lost... Lyle Collins to suspension. Cowboys are three and zero right since those games. The Cowboys the following week, as soon as Zach Martin got back from the COVID protocol, lost Randy Gregory to the COVID protocol. The Cowboys lost Demarcus Lawrence to a broken foot. Cowboys lost Donovan Wilson at the groin injury. Cowboys lost Ty Insecki to the heat exhaustion. We hope all these players are doing well. I mean, but they are undefeated, and they're not undefeated. You know, like what? It's not like the, when we're talking about one game; they're undefeated, etc. They are three and zero in that stretch. We, if you look at this, we talked about this then when we did a roundtable. There were five weeks that we had to get through as Cowboys fans: the five games before the bye, obviously, and the five games with the Chargers, which looked really tough. Obviously, Monday night against the Eagles, today against the Panthers, next week against the Giants, and then the New England Patriots. And so we said, you got to get to four and two somehow, some way. Cowboys only have to win one more game to get to four and two, but they are over the halfway point at least in terms of where, you know, we'll see. By the way, Michael Gallup is technically eligible to return this week. We'll see what happens here. But if, and we'll actually ask it, I'll just ask the question now. Let's say Michael Gallup, you're the coach of the Cowboys or whoever, be whoever you want, you know, choose your own adventure. Michael Gallup comes to you and says, I'm ready. I want to play. What do you do? Do you play Michael Gallup this week? Because he's eligible. He's eligible to come back. When you're placed on injured reserve in the middle of the season, you only have to miss three weeks. The Cowboys could bring Michael Gallup back this week if they wanted to. So do you play him? What do you do? What do you do? You're in charge. Um, Solomon says, yes, you put him back in. I disagree with you, Solomon. Uh, let's see here. Now, obviously, Doxon says depends on Cooper's health. That's a good point. Um, you know, obviously. The ultimate thing here is the fact that this is even a debate or the fact that we can intellectually debate this and say, well, you know, there's pros, there's cons, whatever, et cetera. That is very good news for the Cowboys that they have won these three games without him, without Lyle Collins. Giga Goot says, I think you still play him. He's earned it. Mixon, Wilson. I Okay, you guys have kind of convinced me. But I agree with Brian. Only play him if he's 100%. Now, here's the thing. The fact that you can debate this idea now 
is a luxury. And that's what the Cowboys have done. They've earned themselves the luxury of having this debate because it's not just that Cedric Wilson is playing awesome. Cedric Wilson has a touchdown in back-to-back games, by the way. It's that the Cowboys offense is really efficient. It's that the Cowboys defense is doing really well. It's that these opponents aren't exactly great. You know, there's a lot of factors that go into this that make you say, okay, I think we're probably good. Um, You know, I mean, you, you can go either way with this, which is, again, a luxury. Uh, Sanusi Cole says this Cowboys team has talent and depth. Think about the players that, that we talked about today. Think about some of the winners. Chauncey Golston was a winner. I mean, you know, both tight ends we talked about and gave them props. Allen, by the way, is the same with Gallimore. Gallimore was eligible to return last week. The Cowboys didn't need it. All right? I mean, the Cowboys have the luxury of time. And, you know, we'll see what the season brings because it is a long season. It's a marathon of a race. But the Cowboys now have some options. And that is a really nice thing and a nice place to be at they're three and one they're well atop their division you know washington will probably lose to new orleans next week so they'll have even more distance between themselves i mean this time next week we are all likely and anything can happen in the nfl as evidenced by the fact that the giants won today in fact as evidenced by the fact that the giants and washington won this day or today but we are likely if all probable things play themselves out we are likely going to be sitting here a week from today but the dallas cowboys are four and one not only four and one but four and one and 2-0 and in the division. That's a really, really, really powerful thing. I know the NFC East is trash, but if you win the NFC East, you get to go to the playoffs, and that's the focus here. Um, Alex, thank you very much for the Super Chats. It's Kellen Moore for President, Governor, Mayor, and Senator. LOL. Wow. All right. It's a lot of titles. I don't know if Kellen Moore has enough time for all that. Seriously, I mean, everything... This is a fun time. This is a really fun time. We've hit the month of October. The good foods are going to start coming back, right? You know, we're going to all... Ha- like if you don't have a bowl of chili in the next couple of weeks, what are you doing with yourself? Right? Like the, the fall foods are coming. The, you know, MLB playoffs are starting soon. And it's a really fun time of year. And I think I speak for all of us in saying fall is more fun when the Dallas Cowboys are good. Like it's true. Like our week is better, right? Like the, tomorrow at work, it's better. Right. And tomorrow at work, by the way, you'll be sporting that victory polo because it'll be victory polo Monday for the Dallas Cowboys. Send us a picture, tag us on Twitter or Instagram, blog on the boys at blogging dot the dot boys on Instagram. But this is, this is why this is why we this is why we care. This is why we agonize. This is why we stress because this means a lot to us. And so it's a lot of fun when there's a payoff to it. And the Cowboys right now look like one of the best teams in the NFL. Giga Goot says everything is more fun when the Dallas Cowboys are good. Uh Moose is getting ahead of them. You know, I get the question and this will be a question for a long time. Uh, do we fire McCarthy next year if Moore gets some attention for head coaching jobs around the league like Chicago? That will be tough. That will be very, very, very tough. Uh, also, Musa asked if there will be a troll in the nation. I cannot speak for the legend that is OCC, uh, but we'll see. He did a fantastic job uh, this past week after the Eagles win. But, you know, Tech Head Force, since it's it's all likely they'll win the NFC East, so they postseason ready. We'll see. And that's why it'll be interesting to watch the Cowboys play teams like the Chiefs, play teams even like the Vikings, because, you know, we've talked about this, you know, over the course now of the last eight or nine days. The Eagles win was important because we all know, we all can acknowledge that the Eagles are not a good team. However, good teams beat bad teams. And what's more is great teams destroy bad teams. And so the Cowboys destroyed a really bad team. And they had their way with them. And they did it on national television in their home opener. They really announced themselves. That's what was really encouraging about that game. We've seen the Cowboys, unfortunately, 
played down to their competition in a lot of those moments. And so, okay, great. You build up this positive momentum. You've got two wins in a row after Monday night against the Eagles. It's a division game. It's a division win. You know, you're riding all this high. Can you do it again? This undefeated team's coming to your house. Sam Darnold, who beat you last time, after he beat you, said that you didn't do anything complicated. You didn't surprise him. You didn't confuse him, whatever. Can you beat that guy? Can you dominate that guy? They're 3-0, and whatever. Maybe you think they're frauds, whatever. But can you beat that team? And they did. I mean, they beat that team. I, I'm, you know, look, Trayvon Diggs wasn't in the game. I'm surprised Cooper Rush was not in this game. Cooper, I'm surprised we didn't get two weeks of Cooper Rush involved in the Dallas Cowboys offense because of how badly they beat their opponent. And so this is what you want to see. You want to see the Cowboys dominating their opponents. We want to see them dominate the New York Giants next Sunday. And they're doing those things. And so by all measurement, by anything you can assess right now, this is a very sound, a very complete, and a very fun football team. I mean, I, I don't know about you, but I'm having a great time. I mean, I, I'm having a fantastic time watching this team and enjoying what they're doing. They're having success on offense. They're having success on defense. They're just really, 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 you know, really, really good. Uh, Kevin says, you left out uh, the O-line out of your winners. Um, I don't know that it was the best game for the offensive line. If I'm being totally honest with you, I mean, and that doesn't mean that they, you know, suck or were bad. It was a it was a hard game. I mean, I think the Panthers were a little overrated overall, but that defense is for real, man. I mean, the Panthers are going to be a playoff team, especially in a world where there are three wild cards. The Panthers are a playoff team. I'll say that right now. I'll go on record. This Carolina Panthers team is a playoff team. The defense was really good. Sam Darnold is good enough. I mean, you know, I think the Panthers are better than the, – again, the Panthers would be better than any non-Cowboys team in the NFC East. I think the Panthers are better than any team in the NFC North that is not the Green Bay Packers. I think the Panthers are obviously not better than the Buccaneers, but they're better than the Saints. They're better than the Falcons. And I, you got the whole NFC West to contend with, except for the Seahawks, who look a little bit, you know, like they're on the decline. But I totally believe that the Panthers are going to be a wild card team. So, um, you know, it's it's a good team that they beat. It's not the Chargers because the Chargers have all this, you know, razzle dazzle that everybody's throwing their way. But it was a really good win for the Cowboys, but a, a tough day at the office for the Cowboys offensive line. And they got the job done to their credit. So um, it is what it is. All winners, all good times. Everything is great right now. If you are a Dallas Cowboys fan, Michael Scarn put it uh, well since victory formation two weeks in a row. Just incredible i mean sir uh, musa by the way says six seed for the panda is probably kind of happy for donald me too kind of in a weird way happy for sam donald uh but mostly i'm happy for you all i'm happy for me and every dallas cowboys fan out there like i said at the beginning of the show we went through a lot last year all right we, and you know what the best part about that is we went through a lot but we made it through together because we're all here right now and we're all this is bliss i mean this is joy this is happiness this is you know this is it. This is why this is why we we watch the games, why we buy the jerseys, why we, you know, send all the tweets, why we get mad, why we get sad because this is amazing. This this moment right here and I'm so happy to share it with all of you. Uh, from the bottom of our hearts at Blogging the Boys, we thank you for checking out our content. Uh, like I said, it is our job to give you the best Dallas Cowboys coverage that we can, wherever that is. We try to be in as many places as possible. So if you do want to support us, bloggingtheboys.com, 
we have lots of articles, lots of content out every single day. If you can, please subscribe right here to the Blog and the Boys YouTube channel. We will have highlights available tomorrow on Monday. There's a lot to get to. Again, it's a really fun time of year. Uh, Mark Schofield will continue his DAC Watch series. That'll be a lot of fun this week. We'll have a roundtable on Tuesday. The whole song and dance just starts over tomorrow because we got to get ready for another game and hopefully another dub. Uh, the Blog of the Boys podcast network, we have shows that come out every single day, including a morning daily update to keep you caught up with all the news that you need. So subscribe there. Leave a rating, write a review. Um, this is awesome. This is really great. My name is RJ Cho. You know me from Blog of the Boys. Um, and thank you to our super chatters. Thank you, everyone who took the time to join us. The Dallas Cowboys are 3-0. The Dallas Cowboys are one of the best teams in the NFL. The Dallas Cowboys were victorious, and tomorrow is Victory Polo Monday. Thanks for joining us, everybody. See you next time.